If you've just joined us, we are with our guest, Dr. Charles Pritchard, and he's just mentioned earlier <laughs> that I don't have to call him doctor. However, we have to actually respect you and, yes, give you that acknowledgement. Um, now, doctor, in your terms, how would you define marriage? Um, it's the coming together of a man and a woman that um, God created man and he also created woman and for us to be together um, and we join in union with God and we have children and if God grants that gift to us and there's a certain um, sort of part of God's plan in terms of the marriage and the family very important uh, we have the holy family of Nazareth and I think that's the perfect example for us as to what we should be doing and how we should be conducting ourselves in marriage. Absolutely. Now, taking us to this day and age, how does, or rather, how do we as married people um, portray ourselves to the world and set an example similar to that of the Holy Family? Um, well, I think first and foremost, we've got to put God at the center of it mm-hmm. um, and we invite Him into our homes. We consecrate our, our families, our, our homes to him. Um, and we set the example. We live the way um, Jesus has taught us to live. Um, I think Joseph is the perfect role model, St. Joseph, the perfect role model for, for men. Mm-hmm. And Mother Mary, the perfect role model for, for, mothers. for the mothers. Yes. And the children, they can look at Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful way of putting it. Um we are faced with very difficult times. Um, we find that due to, I guess, different cultures, Western culture, we become very confused. We end up not knowing, yes, as much as we are Christian, as much as we're Catholic, we tend to think that the Holy Family is very backward. No, no. Uh, um, look, I think we, we, who brings the confusion is the evil one. So his his number one his number one strategy is to break up marriages mm-hmm. and to break up the church. Oh, yes. So wherever there's a confusion, that's where evil is. So mm-hmm. God made it very clear um, how we should conduct ourselves, um, how we should behave, how we should we should be loving, forgiving, kind, gentle, patient, modest, all those wonderful gifts and fruits from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we all stick to the way He teaches. It's actually not a very complicated thing, and marriages will 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 be filled with we'll God's flourish. love and peace. Yes, yes. <laughs> but no, you're but right. we want to do our own thing. Absolutely. You see, so we often want to go against what God is teaching because we think it's outdated. In the meantime, God's word never changes, and sin, the nature of sin, never changes. Mm. Um, so we, we there's no such thing as changing with the times if uh, mm. i think it's a little I, I, bit of a misconception you. yes yeah. because um as i was sharing with you earlier um our country south africa is faced with a very high divorce rate and it's not actually going on a decline it's it's on the increase and what words of encouragement or what messages do you have from god from our mother from jesus in terms of what's currently happening what we're currently faced with in marriages in our families families are actually breaking apart yeah so look so as i say divorce is the work of the enemy and people you know when they go and they um, get married in in the church 
at Jesus's altar, they do say for better or for worse. Absolutely. Um, so we make a covenant. Mm. So why are we making that covenant if we can't stick to it? You know. So so I think a lot of it's all everything. This this divorce, the conflicts in the world, what whatever, all this um, turmoil in the world. It's all as a result of sin. So people don't want to stick to their word. Mm. They don't want to be loving. They don't want to be gentle. They want to be mm. selfish and this and that. And I think that's where it allows the evil to come in. So wherever there's sin, the evil comes in, brings the confusion. And then we sometimes think black is white when it's actually not. Because mm, mm. I read somewhere that love is actually not receiving, but love is actually giving. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's all about sacrificial love. Absolutely. So that's what Jesus teaches us. So mm-hmm. life is about sacrificial love. There's, uh, I think it's in the, in Corinthians, I forget the exact verse, but it says love is gentle, love is kind, love is not jealous, oh, yes. love is patient, mm-hmm. and you know all those wonderful things. And yes. I think that's a good thing to meditate on. Get those scriptures. Maybe we should get it and read it. Um, we should. Uh, and we, we meditate on those words and try and live those words. Because and strange enough, those are the very scriptures that are read at most weddings. But once yeah. we are married and are now into um, married lives, we actually forget those very mm. scriptures, those words, even the vows themselves. Yeah, and and, and I think what happens is because uh, we live in close confines, and I, and also I do believe whenever if if God goes adrift in the marriage. You know, you start off and you do it at, at Jesus' church, but then you kind of, that's about the last time you go to the church. or mm-hmm. You know, so wherever Jesus isn't, the Holy Spirit, the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit are going to start getting chiseled away. Oh, yeah. um, and the chaos is going to come in the marriage. So it's mm-hmm. a slow, gentle chiseling away of our purity, of the, of the love that we had in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and the couple and is not wary of that chiseling. Yeah, it's it a happens. slow chiseling. It's, it's, it's this accumulative effect of mm-hmm. sin. So if we're not going to confession, you know, people say they're having a midlife crisis. It's not a mid- All a midlife crisis is, is, is it's, it's an accumulation of unconfessed sin. <laughs> Hmm. So, Very interesting. So, so we, but it makes sense. It really makes sense because, as you say, we get married in front of the altar at the church. Yes. And thereafter, we vanish, we disappear, get back to the church once we have a baby that we want to baptize. That's right. After that, we disappear. It's that, you know, we keep going the back. The funeral. And, absolutely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... During the times you're not at church, that's where the enemy actually can come that's in. It. So he wants us to get um, lost in the world, you know, in our own vanities and our own to have worldly eyes, but and to look at the world with his eyes, not with the eyes of Jesus. Hmm. So we, when we look at it with the eyes of Jesus, and people are hurting us. Uh, what does Jesus say? Hmm. He says, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing." He does it on did that on the cross. You know, under the most horrendous mm. abuse and mm. uh, foul language and physical pain. But what do we do when, when things go wrong in our marriage? Push back. Yeah, we, we end up with in quarreling. Absolutely. So, so the one does, makes a mistake, the other one fights back. And then who's, who's having the last laugh? Mm. It's the devil. Hmm. What advice would you give, Doctor, at the moment, I mean, to, to someone that's currently listening who's going through problems in in their marriages how would you then guide and advise them to live as per jesus and be able to become or 
to be similar to him and not be the human being that you know we currently are when you are when you have pain afflicted to you you want to actually also cause pain to the one to the other person yeah so um whenever we have people um, couples coming to us usually the one or both of them together or um, we we always try and encourage them sort yourself out first go for God love God first and foremost that's what his commandment is so don't try and expect a godly love from another person go for God God will fill that void in your heart that you think the other person's going to fill you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, go for him. He'll bring you the peace, the love, the joy, the calm, all that stuff. And then you will be able to love sacrificially the other. You know what I mean? Uh, and then the more the other, in fact, if, the other, if, if your partner gives you a hard time and you love him like Jesus, mm-hmm. your reward in heaven is going to be bigger <laughs> because, <laughs> because now you, you're carrying a bigger cross. Mm-hmm. And, and your love and your prayers for the other person will then bring the other person to conversion. I was about to say that once they see you converted and react differently, they actually would join in. Yes. So so if you become blameless in front of the Lord and in front of your partner, so let's say they give you, start uh, accusing you of stuff you Mm -hmm. didn't do and you just keep quiet and you bless them and you keep your peace, eventually they're going to feel guilty. Because you're also praying for them, so you're going to water those dry fields with your prayers. And then eventually the person's going to, the Holy Spirit will convict the person to uh, realize actually the error is on their side, not on on your side. You know what I mean? So the, the key ingredient here is God. That's it. That everyone must just turn to God. Yes, and then he gives us the tools to... To, that we can use the mm-hmm. sacraments, mm-hmm. confession, the body of Christ in Holy Mass, uh, the Holy Rosary that we should pray as a yes. family. Yes. Um, uh, and he gives us lots of wonderful prayers that we can pray and we can enthrone our homes. We can do all sorts of things. We do that and then you'll see God's peace come into the home. Hmm. Very interesting. And that was Dr. Charles Pritchard. You're listening to Changing Gear. Should you wish to call in if you have any problems, you can actually be, you can call us as anonymous or just call in. You can just call us on 11 452 We'll be back with you right after the song. Welcome back to Changing Gear. This is Mahadi Butelezi with our guest, Dr. Charles Pritchard. We are talking marriage. We are talking parenting. We are talking challenges that we are faced with in marriage. We will be t- also discussing challenges that we are faced with as parents. And also we'll be giving you an opportunity to call in, make inquiries and ask any form of question that you'd like to ask Dr. Pritchard, as he said earlier, feel free to ask anything around marriages, around parenting. And Dr. Pritchard, you have a message for us. Yes, um, just around um, Fernanda went to a, a, a wedding and then Jesus just gave a, a comment um, that evening. I can yes. read that for you if you like. Please do. Uh, we thank you for today, for this, be- this peaceful day in harmony, peace and love as you and my children, your loved ones, sisters and brothers came to my children's wedding. I bless this marriage. I was there present. 
I thank these, my children, to come forward and get married in front of my altar. Yes, many of my children today, they prefer to live together. This is not in my teachings. The sacrament of marriage is very important in my children's lives. My children living together, it is a common thing for them, but heaven has my teachings. Today, in this modern world, my children change the laws for themselves, for their convenience as they feel comfortable. I bless marriages that come to my altar. My son priest, he is the representative, but are they Jesus? I am the one who blesses the sacrament of their marriage. Oh, the past was very much more in obedience to me, their Jesus Christ, living in chastity and being virgins until the day of their wedding vows. But are they Jesus? Forgive them when they amend and confess these sins. I thank all of these, my children, who still respect my teachings. Hmm. So that's... Uh, that's the message. That's the message. Yeah, I think uh, often uh, people want to, as we were discussing, trial before they buy, yes. which actually, do, you know, it, it, we shouldn't be looking at people like that first mm. and foremost. Mm. And um, St. Joseph and Mother Mary lived a chaste life and mm. they had a beautiful marriage. Um, and, we, you know, we don't want to break that purity of love with a demon of lust when one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is chastity. So um, often it clouds our judgment um, before we get married. Mm. And then we end up with somebody that we realize, hang on, what are we doing here? Mm. You know, because you were, you were looking lustfully at the person at instead the person. of impurity of love. And by the time they actually get married, it may be a bit too late. Yes, yeah, so, so we often go in it for the wrong reasons. Yes. What type of reasons are out there in terms of getting married for the wrong reasons? I know at times people get married because they're aging or um, family is pressurizing them or because the other person has money or it's a career move, you know. Um, yes. Yeah, no, look, I think it's got to be um, pure love. <laughs> Only love. <laughs> so, so we must want to be with the person. and The person uh, that we love. Yes, yeah, yeah. And you must want to have children with them. Mm. And, you know, and, and Jesus says you must marry someone that's equally yoked as well. So you're looking for trouble if you, if you marry someone who's not on the same page in, when it comes to their faith. Oh, yes. You know, and that's often where a lot of the marriages break up mm. because in the beginning, ah, oh, no, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll survive or whatever. But we'll then when it comes it down to the crunch mm. and you've got children and oh, how are you going to bring up the children and this and this, then the evil starts to come in <coughs> and it causes chaos. Yes, I, I, I completely <coughs> agree with that because when it comes as an example, say, for instance, you've just um, gotten married and you'd like now to have a family prayer. Say for, just before supper or after supper, you'd like to say the rosary and you find yes. that the one person's just not interested. They're not keen. And um, at times you already have children and you'd like to teach your children how to pray. Yes. And you find that the other person is just not keen. And you need actually as a parent to, to set an example and be a good example for them. Yes. Uh, look, I think you, you must take it. When before you get married, make sure you've got someone who's equally yoked. Mm. If now you are married and you come into the way of of Jesus, because we don't always start on the right, um, True. Uh, we don't have the right start always. Um, then 
and you find your partner doesn't want to do the rosary and you want to do the rosary, then you do the rosary and lead the children in gently. You know what I mean? Yes. And yes, that might be hit with resistance and that disunity uh, causes problems Absolutely. in the home and then the children suffer and maybe there's fighting and quarreling and, and then the children get anxious mm. and fear and you know what I mean? And so, yeah, we've got to focus on bringing Jesus into the home. But if you do pray the rosary a day, it will keep the devil away. It'll, he might give a little fight, but eventually he'll go. <laughs> yes, and I've actually, most in most cases, there's always messages um, from Pope Francis where he constantly says that the family is under attack. Yes. And the attack begins with marriages. Yes, and family is the social fiber of society. So the whole of society falls on families, actually. You know, you go to school, a little child, he goes to school, and he's got to have a mommy and a daddy. It's a Absolutely. natural thing. You want a mommy and a daddy. And then they feel a little bit, well, Secure. I don't really have my, yes, they don't have that security when it's not the case. And when, who's the father, and this, and this, and this, you know, it gets, it's not fair on the little ones. That's as true. well. Mm. Now, when we talk about parenting, we'll be opening our phone lines um, just at around quarter to five. Parenting, Dr. Pritchard, what would you like to say to, to, to our listeners regarding parenting? What advice would you like to give to them? I think first and foremost, you've got to set the, the right example. <clears throat> so a parent, um, if you've got a difficult partner, you be the saint. You know what I mean? So let's, for argument's sake, say one of them is drinking and doing whatever they want to do. Or drugs. Yes. yes. Now, and what you need to do then is just go the, the way of Jesus. Be calm, be gentle, be patient, love the person through it. Teach the children, say, look, daddy or mommy is sick. We must pray for them. Set the example. You know what I mean? Running away from is not going to, it's going to make the kids worse off. So they need that. They need someone to to anchor the, the, the marriage, mm. you know what I mean? And then you'll see, maybe even after the person's died or whatever, um, the, the, those fruits will, the, um, the family will bear fruits. Mm, they'll carry if, the family it, torch. Because it sets a perfect yes. example, and they'll always look up to the one that actually did the right thing. We know in our hearts what's the right thing. Uh, we've all got the Holy Spirit in us. So the Holy Spirit will show you, Mommy, or daddy did the right mm, thing there, mm. and that was, uh, you know, and and then the next generation will not divorce. But if you go and you do the divorce thing and this and this and this, then you're just cursing yourself, and that's that. Uh, that will go down damage. to the future generations. You know, we get cursed four generations down, so those sins perpetuate. Um, then we have to now look into the generational curses. Yes, yes. So we want to break those generational curses. Mm. So what we need to do is pray for the deceased and we need to go the way of Jesus and stop it and bless our future generations. We can. We've got the sacraments. We've got confession. We've got the body of Christ. We've got the Bible. It's all there. We just need to make an effort and then we can bless, the, bless our children going forward. And make forward. use of it. And talking about praying and also breaking those generational curses tomorrow, we are celebrating all, all souls. souls yes. yes. What advice in terms of prayers can you give that couples and parents can, what prayers can they say tomorrow especially? Um, first and foremost, offer mass up. 
for the deceased in your family. Um, and then the rosary is the second most powerful that you can offer for the deceased. Divine mercy is also very, very uh, useful. It brings them a lot of alleviation. Now, if they are in heaven already, it doesn't matter. The mm-hmm. graces will go to someone else. Yes. Um, and what they will do is they will start praying for you fervently because they can't pray for themselves in eternity, mm-hmm. in purgatory. Yes. Yes. But they, they can pray for you. Okay. Um, and then by praying for the dead, which I would recommend, uh, Pray for your family and others that need mm. that need prayers, the abandoned souls. Mm. They will be praying for you, and they will also ask them to um, to pray for your petitions. So you can build a whole army of prayer warriors up there uh, in eternity, uh, and they will bring blessings. Those their prayers will bring blessings to your family. So you're getting a double hit here. Okay. You're praying for the dead in your family yes, and, and other those, abandoned souls yes. that no one's praying for. They will pray for you, and we've received in, in the message one of the messages. Until you enter heaven, they will mm. be praying for you wow. and for your petitions. You know, so often what we do is we advise people. They come to us and oh, they got these issues and this job and this. Mm. We say, okay, do a, a nine-day novena yes. for uh, for the souls in purgatory um, and ask them your petition. Mm. You know, and and it's you know things happen. This, you know, you are making it sound so simple. It's actually not difficult. It's just to pray. Yes, we're all part of the body of Christ. You see, and what we must do is invoke the saints in heaven to help mm-hmm. us as well to pray for us. Uh, those souls in purgatory need our prayers, and the people on earth need our prayers. So we need to pray for our family. If you've got someone who's got um, issues and is you know got evil spirits in him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't run away from it. Don't fight back. You don't feed the lion. Pray for the person, and that's how you kick the devil out your family. You know, but you you got you got to be be patient. You got to be you got to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, those people on the cross. When Jesus was on the cross, what did he do? He just uh, he forgave uh, Mm -hmm. and everything. Only after he was crucified, a lot of them would have got on their knees and realized what they'd done and how wrong they were, Mm -hmm. and that would have converted a lot of people. Absolutely. But if he went about there pointing fingers, shouting, cursing, nothing would have happened. They would have laughed. Yeah, he deserved it. And we wouldn't be saved. (laughs) Absolutely. No, that's correct. Um, We are with Dr. Charles Pritchard. And we're talking marriage. We're talking parenting. And Dr. Pritchard will also give us some um, guidelines in terms of how to go about making sure that your marriage is filled with love. Am I correct? And we are faced with such a high divorce rate in our country and also on parenting. How, as you said earlier, the guidelines of being a good parent or guidelines of being good parents. We will be opening our lines just now and our line, our contact number is 011 452